0: Hello, law firm owners, and welcome to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I'm Nareen Jasani, your host and law firm strategist. So, this episode is part four of a seven part series on what seven figure law firm owners do that other law firm owners don't do. And in this series, I've been sharing with you so far what my seven figure clients do that other law firm owners don't do. So, without further delay let's get into this week's podcast episode just a quick reminder to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast all right so I was actually at lunch a couple of weeks ago with a colleague of mine who I respect who runs a very successful seven-figure coaching program. And her clients are not law firm owners. She has other uh, food bloggers who are her clients. And we were talking about this online world that has become very much about the group model, group coaching without offering any real one-to-one work. And I was joking with her. And I said, you know, I could easily offer subscription-based pricing to law firm owners and do that only for a weekend and charge $5,000 and not even have to do this whole 90-day program. And she looked at me and she said, well, Nermeen, why why don't you do that? And my response to her was, I think, a big reminder for me on why I do what I do. And the reason why I don't just offer one little thing, law firm marketing strategy, law firm branding, law firm messaging, that's why I don't offer just one service, why I offer you know, pricing and marketing and operations and finances and this and that and the other is because it's comprehensive. And in that pricing model, subscription model example, if you came to just a weekend seminar with me, let's say a Saturday and a Sunday, and in those you know two days we had six hour sessions and 12 hours altogether and I charged you $5,000 and I said, this is how you create a subscription-based model for your law firm from start to end. What would happen is you would take that information, you may not even implement it, right, because How many of you listening right now have been to other sessions where you learned something brilliant and you never implemented it? Number one. Number two, it is one tiny little piece of the puzzle of your law firm, subscription-based pricing, right? You have to make sure that your clients are the right clients for subscription-based pricing. You have to make sure that what you're charging is enough for you to then make your ends meet, right? So if you're going to make seven figures, eight figures, you have to do the backwards math. Okay, if I'm gonna charge $5,000 a month for small business owners, then I have to make sure I have X amount of clients if I wanna make a million dollars, right? It's, It's doing the math. It's making sure that everything fits. And how are you then gonna market your services, right? Are you going to tell people in networking groups that you have subscription-based pricing for your clients? Are you going to do advertising for it? Are you going to do paid ads? Are you going to do billboards? Are you going to do Facebook? So you see with just that one little piece, there's so much that comes out of it that to do a weekend program is not even comprehensive, right? And this goes into what today's topic is going to be about, which is your client experience. You see, I want my clients to walk away with an experience where they feel like they actually understand how a business is supposed to run. I want my clients to feel like they spent a year in business school, but in 90 days, right? And I want them to feel like there's nothing about their business that they don't understand from a fundamentals perspective. This is how a business runs, right? And I want my clients to experience that because if I just gave you one part of the solution, I don't feel good as a service provider, as a strategist, as a consultant, as a human being, right? I don't feel good not knowing What's gonna to happen to you after that weekend? I don't feel good not knowing that you don't have additional support. Like that for me is not a business model that I wanted. And I know that there are other people who are seven and eight figure earners who have that kind of a business model. But for me, who I was, my purpose, how I wanted to show up for my clients, that didn't feel right. And so today's episode, is all about the client experience, right? Because as a law firm owner, as a business owner, you have to know that your clients are your lifeblood, not your marketing, because that brings the clients in, not what you charge, right? Not your team, your clients. This is who it's about. If you don't have clients, you don't have a business. If you don't have a team, you can still have a business. If you don't have the right pricing, I see that a lot, you can still have a business, right? You can still have a business if you don't have any of those things. But if you don't have clients, you don't have a business. That's the reality of being a law firm owner. And so you spend all of this time to learn marketing and pricing and how to hire and how to fire and how to be a good leader and how to show up and and you know how to write the perfect brief. But what about your clients? You are paying no attention to your clients and the kind of experience that you are giving to them. Okay, I'm gonna talk to you about the client experience in a way that no one has ever talked to you about it before. All right, and I'm sharing very exclusive things with you that I only share with my paying clients because I'm honestly so damn tired of attorneys not doing right to their clients, okay? Treating them like it's a churn and burn, okay? You are a service provider, you provide a service, okay? Like, it is your responsibility to ensure that you have an excellent, seamless client experience from beginning to end, and let's talk about that right now, okay? The client experience is broken into three categories. The beginning, how they come to you, the middle, the legal service that you actually provide to them, and the end, what happens when they stop working with you, okay? So let's talk about the beginning. The beginning is everything before they've officially hired you and signed on the line. Whether it's an e-signature or it's an e-person, in-person signature, it's everything that happens before then, okay? I'm gonna ask you questions and I want you to think to yourself and be honest with yourself, okay? What does your client experience? When? And on a scale of one to 10, Or ABCD, how would your clients grade you and your law firm? Okay, from the first time they encounter you, whether it's on the internet or through a referral, what is their experience like? Do they call you? Do they text you? How quickly do you call back? How quickly do you text back? Do you have a uh, a receptionist, or is your admin answering your calls? If so, what's the attitude that they're getting? Hi, thank you so much for calling, or is it thank you for calling? What's their experience? Right? How would they grade you? Okay, then let's think about the next step. If they come into your office to see you, how are they getting there? Are you providing them detailed uh, explanations and directions on where to park? all of that or are you just saying hey just put it into Google and show up Are you then paying for their parking Let me tell you I once had a personal injury attorney make me pay for parking I was like nope you' won't. I will never send business to you ever again That was it. The client experience was terrible I'm not gonna pay for my own parking like that's not gonna happen not when I know you're about to make you know half a million dollars, whatever amount that is, right? These are the things that people are thinking about when they are encountering you. What is their experience like when they meet you? What are you wearing? Are, are you showing up happy or do you look exhausted? Are you in the middle of the meeting calling your secretary in? Are you taking other calls in the middle of that client meeting? Oh my God, this makes my skin just crawl. Cause I see attorneys doing this or their, their secretaries or their admins or their paralegals will walk in, in the middle of a meeting and whatever they're telling them has nothing to do with the client that's sitting across of the table, right? Think about the client experience. And if you are in a more digital virtual environment, then think about their experience, right? When they sign the contract with you, is it easy? Is it through DocuSign? Or are you making it difficult, right? When they sign on with you, are you sending them an immediate welcome letter? Are you sharing with them a little bit about you, how to reach you, how to contact you, how to work with you, what the expectations are? Are you doing any of that before they come on? Here's the thing, right, with law firm owners, when I, I'm gonna give you some analogies to really help you understand the client experience, okay? It's like doing half-assed work, okay? It's like getting the medical records, but then not filing the demand letter, okay? It's like filing for divorce and then never filing the marital settlement agreement, right? It's like doing the title search, but then never closing on the house. It is half-assed, okay? It is incomplete, all right? And if you don't spend time thinking about your client experience, this is why clients don't refer you. This is why clients don't come back to you. This is why clients leave you. This is why you have unpaid invoices because the client did not enjoy working with you. And it doesn't matter how great of an attorney you are. It doesn't matter that you spent five years in the prosecutor's office and now you're on the defense side. None of that matters. If the client experience is not seamless, if it is not a good client experience, there's no reason for that client to stay on and it's unfair for you to take that client's money, okay? I'm gonna give you other examples in other businesses to help put this into perspective for you, all right? So, As a law firm owner, think about the things that you consume, okay? What is your experience like when you walk into, let's say, a Chick-fil-A versus a McDonald's? You're immediately greeted. In Chick-fil-A, they say, you know, my pleasure. There's always someone there to help. Even when they are busy, they apologize, right? It's a completely different client experience. You walk in, it's bright, you know, it's white and red. And it's you know it, it's it's a nice environment. It's clean. You walk into a McDonald's, you may not necessarily have that same experience. And every single McDonald's is different. Every single Chick Fil A is the same. You know exactly where you're going for the water. You know exactly where you're going for you know the sugar packets. You know where the where the flavored coffee lives, right? It's all the same, and it's done intentionally because they want to guarantee a seamless client experience for you. Okay, think about any other company whose products you consume. Think about that client experience from the minute that you call them. Think about American Express. If any of you have an American Express card, compare that to any other card out there, okay? The reason American Express always kills it in customer satisfaction and keeping clients and not having a lot of you know turnover in their clients and constantly having to get new clients is because they provide excellent customer service okay you can call up american express you can tell them your card was lost they will ship it out to you through express and they won't even charge you anything extra and they're very kind they're very polite they are trained so well Now, if you go to another credit card company, I can almost guarantee you're not gonna have a similar experience. In fact, American Express pretty much set the standard on customer experience when it comes to credit card companies, right? Prior to that, you were made to feel like a deadbeat if you were calling your credit card company for anything, right, they were just like, oh, you lost your card, God, you're such a mess. Instead, American Express is like, wow, we're so sorry, we are going to ship this out to you immediately, right? It's a completely different experience. Think about all the places that you go where from the beginning to the middle to the end, that experience is so seamless. Any hotel you've been to, any restaurant you've been to, any clothing store that you've been to, right? Where that customer experience is seamless across the board, It's an incredible experience. It keeps people coming back. You wanna go there and shop again. You wanna go there and eat again, right? This is how we humans work. It's part of our psychology. We wanna spend more time in the places where we feel welcome. And I'm telling you right now, your clients may not feel welcome. They may not even feel welcome calling you or texting you or any of that, right? You could be really kind, but if you don't have the this processes in place, if you don't have the systems in place where people can contact you if there's no way for them to reach you, it doesn't matter how nice you are, right? If they can't get to you, what's the point? Okay, so that's the beginning part of the customer experience. Let's talk a little bit about the middle part of the customer experience, okay? And all of this is in full a client journey, You can look at the client journey from the beginning, from before they meet you. They've now signed the contract. Okay, now they're officially working with you. What is that client experience like? I'm gonna give you some examples here to make it more concrete. Estate planning attorneys. This is a very emotional process for most of your clients, having to figure out what's going, creating their their you know will what's going to happen to their stuff, who's going to get what, how much are they going to leave the kids, are they going to leave the grandkids anything? Like it's a very emotional time, and most state attorneys I know hand over a folder with some documents, a whole bunch of questions. Who's going to be the executor? Who's going to do this? How, who do you want to leave? What are your assets? Da, 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 da. Like it's all so overwhelming. I mean, imagine you are that person who has to make these decisions for your life and your proxy. What happens to you? You know, if you're sick, if you're going to die, do we pull the plug? Are you going to have a DNR? Like what's the deal? These are very emotional questions right now. What's your client's experience when they get this folder, they're going to look at it and they're going to be like, wow, this is so overwhelming. They're going to close it and they're going to put it away. And then you're going to call them and you're going to say, Hey, are you ready to to write that? will? we're looking for those documents. Can you send those over? And your clients like, uh, yeah, I didn't do them. And now your paralegal is spending an hour with them. You as the attorney are spending an hour with them to get them to complete those documents because it was so overwhelming, right? Think about your client experience. Think about how it feels for them. One thing that I recommend is to break it up into little pieces. So you can drip this out via email. Automated emails, of course. So you want to send them part one, welcome, we're so excited to work with you. Here are some things that you wanna start thinking about before your next meeting in four weeks. Week one. Think about the executor, and also go ahead and list out your assets. You send this to them via video. You explain it. You're very personal on video. You explain it to them kindly. You have the document right there, so you can show it to them, and you can share it with them. By the way, this video is pre-recorded, so you can just send that same pre-recorded video to the 500 estate clients that you have every year. Then you do, you know, a third video on, you know, their their health proxies and who should do what and the fourth video which is just wrapping everything up and how excited you are to meet with them and if there are any questions or if there's anything that's unanswered or incomplete that's okay because you can you know figure it out during the final meeting you've spaced this out over four weeks you've given your client all this time to think about it they don't feel as overwhelmed they know that they're taken care of you've sort of spoon-fed slowly dripped to them slowly this information so it doesn't feel overwhelming and they come in and they've got questions and they've got answers. That packet of information is filled out. And they've got some scribbles and writing where they're like, ask about this, maybe ask about this. And that meeting with you in person or with your paralegal is now only 30 or 45 minutes instead of like five hours with tissues and crying. And what happens if we don't leave it? Or what happens if we don't do 50-50 between the kids, right? Like all of that has been addressed where you don't have to act as therapist. and You don't have to spend your time doing those things. You can literally do the legal work, right? That's the middle part. What is the experience? How are you delivering to your clients? Okay, let's talk about the end of the client experience. Oftentimes, you will have to, especially depending on the state that you're in, send a letter to your client on the termination, even if it was, you know, everything's been resolved you still need to send a termination letter you need to send a letter closing out that client right now how is it getting delivered is it delivered automatically is it through paper delivery is it both right what is the client experience after they're done working with you and what happens after they're done Are you giving them an off-boarding process? Hey, if you ever need anything in the future, here's how to reach us. Here are all the services that we can provide. Thank you so much. Here's a coffee cup so that you think of us every time you have a cup of coffee, right? Do you see how in this entire client process, it is every single business area coming in, right? It's marketing, if you leave them with a coffee cup, that's branding, right? Business development, right? You are using technology, right? You are not relying on your team to have to do these things. So that means you're operationally efficient, right? Just in the client process, so many areas of business are touched on. And the businesses that truly understand this, that have an amazing client experience from beginning to middle to end are the ones that are the seven-figure earners, right? And if you don't have a client process, I really want you to think about this episode, okay? I want you to come back and I want you to listen to this. I want you to take notes. It's so incredibly important to deliver an amazing client experience because that is the thing that keeps clients coming back, okay? I will be completely honest with you. Most of my business is referral. Most of my business is word of mouth. One attorney tells another attorney. Another attorney tells another attorney. That is how I have done my business since I've been in business Right, and it's partially because I deliver results and it's also because there is a seamless client experience Right, it is easy to work with me. There's a very clear process You know when I'm gonna communicate with you, you know that we're gonna have calls. I'm sending you emails throughout When we're done working together, I also know I'm gonna check in with you after 30 days. We're gonna schedule that call. It's gonna be on your calendar. And when you need to reach me, you can always access me through email, through Voxer, right? It's a seamless client experience. No one is left feeling like they're stranded in the dark. No one is left feeling like, oh my God, what's the next step? And lawyers it is your job to make sure that your clients are aware what the next step is and how you deliver that is truly on you okay so many lawyers i talked to are like well i told the client this during the meeting and it's like okay well it was a meeting right after they found out that their son has been convicted and now you're telling them that they have to refinance their house or empty out an ira or do whatever like what state of mind are they in right to be able to make a decision you you have to be responsible as a lawyer for how you're communicating these things, when you're communicating them, and you have to make sure you do it more than once. So repeatedly, if you go back and you listen to even my podcast episodes, think back to the beginning of this episode. I've repeated and recapped for you what was covered in the first few episodes of this seven part series. This is not my first time talking about the client experience either, right? I've talked about the client experience before. I'm repeating things. You see it on my Instagram, you see it on my LinkedIn, you see it in my newsletter, right? I am constantly repeating the same things because I know that you have to say things multiple times before people truly get it, before it really clicks. And every attorney ever I've worked with is like, oh, well, I told my client this. Okay, how did you say it? When did you say it? Did you just say it in passing in a meeting? Do they even speak the same language as you? (laughs) Do they fully comprehend what you were saying? Did you say it to them in writing as well as a follow-up and then send them another follow-up and then another follow-up? Did you make sure that they received that follow-up? Right. All of this falls on you as a business owner. It's your responsibility, you cannot pass that off on someone else, right? And I know so many law firm owners who are like, well, I told my paralegal. Listen, you are still the business owner. It falls on you, it's your responsibility, okay? So that means you have to make sure that your processes are clear. At this point, we communicate with the client. At this point, we communicate with the client. This is how we communicate with them. If we don't hear back, then this is what we do. You see, a full client process systems in place to make sure that this is fail proof for your clients, right? That's what we want. We want fail proof. And if you don't have fail proof mechanisms, then that means any human can walk in there and mess it up. If you walk out of your practice for one day, it's going to all get messed up. If your paralegal doesn't show up, it all gets messed up. You don't have a fail proof proof business. You have a failed business. Okay. All right. So that wraps it up for this episode. Tune in next week for the next part in this series. Thanks so much for listening in law promoters. Bye.